the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Thursday. That means uh, J.R. Davis is back with us, the uh, spokesman for the uh, governor's office. He'll spend an hour with us, and I wanted to talk to him about a specific article I saw. I think it was at the beginning of this week. It may have been, yeah, it had to be beginning of this week, and they were talking about uh, uh, funding of the schools. And I was, and I mentioned on the air, I was stunned. I got about midway through the article uh, Hendren, uh, Senator Hendren, had made the statement that, uh, you know, the legislature wanted to look at raising teachers' pay as the governor does. Governor has made that a main tenet for the new session. And then I get to the middle of the article, and it says, you send the money to the schools. And, Jr. correct me if I'm wrong here. You guys send the money to the schools. The legislature basically sends the money to the schools and then the uh, superintendent and the school board, that money comes in, and they can say, well, yeah, that's really good. You sent us money for uh, that, but we don't want to use it for that, so they use it for something else. Seems like, to me, there needs to be some tightening up someplace. Yeah, you're right. It's all part of that adequacy uh, funding that uh, you know came from the Lakeview case several years ago that has been nothing but a pain in our posterior since it happened it's sort of you know it's it's one of those things where you know just just throwing more money at something doesn't necessarily fix the problem and i think that you're seeing some of those frustrations with the legislature um and and yeah i think that's something that needs to be addressed because at the end of the day yes this this adequacy funding goes to the the school districts and then they sort of use it where they feel they need to use it and uh and over time obviously the concern has been are teachers getting the money that you know a lot of it is supposed to go towards those teachers yeah that the state sent it for yeah we want to we want crazy yeah i mean there's a couple of different points here one is look you we have a there was a report that came out this week for the first time in about five years uh you know we're seeing more students go into the teaching profession uh, in Arkansas, which is good. We've done a lot to try to push students into it and and let them know that we're committed to them. So that's good news. But again, if we're saying that we're putting this money in there and we want to be able to retain good teachers and we want to entice students to go into the teaching field because we need good teachers, um, it's frustrating for sure. But, uh, But I think also there's so much talk this year, um, throughout the campaign. And now as we approach the, the, uh, 
2019 session and in the governor's town hall tours that he did back in October, uh, there's there's more of an emphasis on making sure these teachers are getting these raises. Uh, and I think using sort of the bully pulpit there, superintendents are on notice. They know what 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 uh, uh, our goal is here, what the reason for this uh, increase in funding is. Um, and so hopefully uh, that will certainly hold more folks accountable. But I agree at, at this point, though, through adequacy, it's sort of up to the superintendents. Yeah, you know, I mean, this goes back to – before, of course, uh, Governor Hutchinson was in. I remember when BB was in and mon- money was going to the schools, and instead of using the money on their facilities, now when I'm going to say this, they could get away with saying that they were using the money on the facilities, but they really weren't using the money on the facilities, okay? When you think about using money for facilities, you're talking about you know the hallways are painted. There's no, you know, leaks in the roofs and things of that nature. Yeah. They were out, paint, you know, planting new flower beds, sure, in front of the schools. And so I know yeah. Robinson did that. And you know, when when the average taxpayer, and I consider myself an average taxpayer, I don't make a whole lot of money. Although a lot of you think I do, I don't. And you know, I pay my taxes, I pay my property taxes, and then when you see them saying that they need more money to fix holes in the roof and they just redid uh, the flower beds, you kind of scratch your head a little bit. Yeah, I mean, again, I think, you know, to really look at the entire story, every school district in Arkansas is different. You're well, gonna, sure, yeah, I agree so, with that. Yeah, and you're going to have some, um, you know, uh, more affluent uh uh, school districts that can spend some of that money on their teachers. You're going to have some poor school districts that really do need to use that money for this, that, and the other. I think the problem or the focus this time around is saying we are increasing it so much because we want you to put that towards your teachers and make sure that we they know that we're committed as a, as a state uh, towards them. But again, you go back to the adequacy, adequacy funding, the facilities funding. If you're just continuing to throw money at something and in, in hopes that, you know, it goes to the right place. That's difficult, and it's a frustra- it's a frustrating uh, issue with the legislature, and it's frustrating for uh, the governor's office as well. Look at it like this: in the budget, you may you know you have a budget, then you have that money appropriated and allocated towards certain things. You can't spend that money on anything else other than that specific item, right? Yes. And so that's what I think, and I would imagine a lot of the legislator, a majority of legislators would feel that way as well. That if we're going to put money into this. You know, let's let's you know draw a line to where it goes. Let's make sure that if we're putting this money in for a specific reason, let's make sure it goes to that specific reason. And right now, the way it's set up, it's it's more of to uh, is kind of a you know a deference uh, of the superintendent and what the needs are. And and again, I think it's important to have some of that because not everyone knows what's you know. There's the Bentonville School District and there's the the Dumas School District, and and they're worlds apart, and they may have different needs there than they do in Bentonville. So there's there's some legitimacy there. However, it needs to be tightened up to where if we're going to put more money into something, more taxpayer dollars into something, taxpayers need to know where it's going, and we need to be able to say if we're going to do this, we know where that money's going as well. No, it'd be nice if maybe Bentonville doesn't need dollars for their teachers. Maybe they've got those dollars. Um, maybe it needs to get so specific that uh, the legislature knows which school districts need money for their teachers, and they give that money to those school districts. 
Yeah, sure. I think that, but I think a lot of that goes or into. Send, or if you're Bentonville, send it back. You don't need it. Send it back. Gosh, you don't have to spend it just because that money came to you. Yeah, and again, though, I, what a I, I, it, concept. <laughs> and it is it is a complicated issue because again, if you're a Bentonville public school district, you want to keep entertain uh, the best teachers you can there. And, sure. And, and Northwest Arkansas as a whole is a bit different from other parts of the state, where they do have that uh, that friendly competition if you will between you know bentonville schools springdale schools which is the highest or is, is the uh most populated school district in the state now um and rogers and fayetteville and so they're all you know competing for the best teachers and want to keep them there so they have that's a different sort of problem right okay I'm, come, and i'm all for if they've got money yeah, coming for their teachers absolutely. to use it as they want i just want it to be used for the teachers right exactly i agree with that i agree with that and then again you know you go up to bentonville like i, I, I hate to keep using northwest arkansas but obviously the oh, needs they can't hear us go right, ahead and beat right, up yeah on exactly them. uh the facilities <laughs> in northwest arkansas are, are in a much better you know situation than some of the facilities in south arkansas obviously so there are issues that, that have to be addressed as far as you know where this funding is going and i think it is an issue for the legislature to take a look at and say okay how do we do this what do we need to do I think in some cases their hands are tied uh, by that decision so many years ago. Um, but at some point we got to take a look and say what what's working, what's not working, just as the governor did with facilities funding uh, about a year and a half ago, where he said, "Look, we can't just keep throwing a hundred million dollars towards facilities. We don't really know where that money's being spent. Number one, and it's 2018 versus you know 2001. Uh, schools uh, schools have changed the way." Uh, students are being taught has changed and so you know that means the facilities uh, are are in need of a change Mm -hmm. meaning do you need a bigger facility a smaller facility do you need uh, more classrooms fewer classrooms i mean whatever it is let's take a look at that is more of a focus on technology so things like that i think that's what you know the frustration is is that just saying that there's a one-size-fits-all and you have to grow by this amount every single year because you're worried about triggering another lawsuit or something like that, uh, I, I certainly understand where some are coming from. But at the same time, too, I think we owe it to our kids as a whole and to our teachers as a whole uh, to address that and, and make sure that we're doing right by those students and not just sort of saying, okay, we're, we're checking a box. And, and let me just say this, the the adequacy committees in the legislature, they take this very, very seriously. They've worked very, very hard on this um, but again, their hands are tied uh, to some degree. So we, we've got to be able to take a look at this and see uh, what we can do differently to benefit, um, you know, faculty and staff, but but certainly our students. I got to ask you a question. I don't know if this happens. I don't know if it can happen. I know all about you know balance of power and and all of that. Sure. But at any time, does the the leadership? of the legislature, the governor, and the Supreme Court ever sit down in a room somewhere and talk amongst each other and say, hey, there's, we're thinking about this. Where would we run afoul, perhaps, with the court on something? Uh, we're, we're, how far can we go so we can get some things done instead of tying it up in legal mumble-jumbo for years? Sure. You know, I I don't know what conversations are being had with the Supreme Court, uh, but I do know that you know the governor has great relationships with uh, 
has great relationships with the uh, um, leadership in the legislature, uh, previous and those coming in. And so those conversations from budget to, to different policies and, and, and tax cuts, things like that, those conversations are ongoing. So I think that there's a mutual frustration here as to how do we need to get this changed? What can we do? And I think you'll see that. I think you'll see more conversations uh, happen and and sort of some momentum behind this. And I think really and truly what kind of brought that to light is, you know, the governor saying, look, we got to increase the minimum teacher pay. This is how much it's going to cost. And like I said before, there's there's sort of a bully pulpit. People know that that money's supposed to be going somewhere, yeah, right? right? And so now there's some accountability there uh, where before it was like, okay, thanks for this. We'll do as we please with it. And, and again, in some cases, I get it. There's some needs in other places that there aren't in others. But at the end of the day, if we're, if we're allocating this money for this purpose, we need to make sure it's getting in the pockets of the teachers so they can continue to do the job they're doing uh, and stay put and, and teach the next generation of Arkansans. That's, that's the future, and that's, you know, that's what happens when you see a booming economy. you got to keep that going, keep students here, that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a complicated issue. But there's some. Uh, I do think there's some more momentum as far as you know moving forward with how do we do this better? How do we fund this? Uh, how do we fund this moving forward in a way that benefits all, and we're not just kind of throwing everything against the wall to see what sticks? Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I just think communication seems sometimes to be lacking. I mean, I believe that the legislature is doing the best things that they can do. The governor is doing the best things they can, he can do. But if the if the Supreme Court is not bellying up to the bar, so to speak, with them, and and telling them, yeah, you can, you probably can get away with that, or you know, here, have you thought about this? Yeah. This is a problem, and I think it's a, it causes problems. Sure, and I do think there's some sensitivity there that you know, obviously, you know, justice can't have the conversation of if you do this, then we'll do that. It, you know, you kind of have to keep it on the the up and up, if you will, because they do have to rule on this at some point in time. But I do think there's probably conversations going on with, uh, you know, there's a lot of attorneys that are in the legislature. I mean, looking at ways to say, hey, how do we do this better? And that's what this whole entire goal of this administration has been. Uh, for 138 years, you know, we've heard, you've heard this a thousand times today, but for 138 years, I may have the been the first was, one who said it, <laughs> was, has been in control of, of Democrats. And I think that for four years, we've We've flipped over a lot of rocks. We've seen a lot of things that need to be fixed. And so I think we've spent a lot of our time. We've gotten a lot of good things in the first four years. We've spent a lot of our time addressing some of the issues that were sort of uh, stoved away in in closets of state government, trying to figure out, okay, well, this is not the way this should be. Let's fix it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is another one of those uh, uh, points of concern and focus moving forward as to say, hey, we have this amount of money that we can spend. How do we do it to the best of our ability to really – uh, move Arkansas forward on a national level as far as education goes. And I think there's a way to do it. But but again, those conversations are ongoing, and I think there's some momentum uh, to move the needle on that, but we'll have to see. takes a while to turn a ship around. I, under- yeah. I understand that. I understand it very, very well. And I've, uh, I've come to the governor's defense at times because of that. Because as you know, I'm one of those people who like to get things done quickly. Yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. And but I understand that that's not the reality sometimes, uh, but you got to make sure that you're you're turning. You're not just continuing straight. Absolutely. And I, and I believe that the governor is trying to turn. 
Yeah, well, absolutely, and and again, just look at what we've done already in some of these uh, areas. Regulations, we've you know repealed fifteen thousand pages of regulations. Uh, we've cut taxes by one hundred and fifty million. We're looking to do it by another one hundred and eighty million dollars. Uh, you know, it was the largest tax income tax cut in state history, followed by the second largest in state's history. We're leading the country in computer science, which, if you asked anybody back in two thousand fourteen, nobody but the governor. Uh, of the state of Arkansas now would have said that's doable. And and now that we're doing that, it's really pretty incredible. Um, you know, bringing jobs into the state, I think it's more than, I want to say it's close to 400 different uh, uh, job agreements that have been reached by AEDC, uh, most of which are, are companies inside the state that are that are booming right now and wanting to expand and bringing in new jobs, everything from 1,000 new in J.B. Hunt uh, to the 250 over at Caterpillar. So there's a lot of really good things being done right now in the state of Arkansas. But, you know, it would, it would have been nice <laughs> to have been provided the platform where we can just go straight from there. But there's been a lot of those things we've had to address along the way saying, how is this working? I mean, look at DHS for, for an, as an example. Um, the the renewal process. Remember that whole issue the first year when yeah. the, the governor was in office that there were no uh, there were no renewals. Like the, no one's checking this and saying who should be on it, who should be off of it. It took a year to get that under control uh, under the the then new director Cindy Gillespie, and now we're doing those checks each and every month. We see those numbers at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month. Things like that that you, you didn't expect to have to come in and fix. You thought that's those were things that were already happening. Um, so. You know, like I said, there's been a, a tremendous amount of success in the first four years uh, with the executive branch and the legislative branch, and and there are still issues we have to address now. But that's that's why the people of Arkansas uh, put them there, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure we address those issues. All right, we'll come back. We'll continue discussing things with the J.R. Davis. He's the spokesperson from the governor's office. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one point one FM. The answer. All right, Jr. If you would, can you kind of cut through the the fog on this article that was in the paper today? Effective tax cut plan on future fleshed out, and they're uh, they're talking about. I guess this was yesterday, and it seems like like there's two plans here, or, or generally there's they want to get to some place, but there's two ways of getting there. There's one that will take a majority vote. There's one way, and I think the governor's way is it takes 75 uh, percent in both the the represented the House chamber and uh, and the Senate. What's the difference in these two things that causes that? Do you do you know from off the top of your head? I, we didn't usually. If I'm going to get into something complex, I give Jr. a heads up so he can do some homework on it. I didn't do that just now. <laughs> I just happened to be reading this and uh, reading what Hendren and, and, and Gene are saying, uh, two state senators, and it's kind of interesting how they're looking at this. Yeah, so I'll do my best here. Basically, um, my understanding is any time there were to be some sort of uh, – uh, there's two ways. There's one is if you were to increase taxes on anyone at all, I think there has to be a three-fourths vote. Yeah, 75. Yeah, and, 75%. And so, but part of the plan is right now we have the $100 million income tax cut for middle class. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be touched. But the lower income tax cut that we passed in 2017, that lowered the rates for some between, I think, ten and $20,000. Well, 
when we go to a two, four, five point nine plan, and that would be the lower pay two percent to a certain point, then you'd pay four percent, and then the top margin would be five point nine percent. Yeah, the two, four, five, nine. Yeah, and so what you're doing is we've talked about you're folding those tax brackets into one. But when you do that, uh, what we're doing is we're offsetting that that somewhere I think it would be from three point four percent to four percent for some. What we're doing is offsetting that by tripling the standard deductions uh, for a single person and, and married uh, individuals. So, uh, so that's part of it. If we were to do that, then there has there's there's technically yes an increase, but it's washed with the you know tripling the standard deductions. Um, but there's also I think a piece of it as well, and I could be mistaken on this, but when you do uh, fold all of the tax brackets sort of into that one simple uh, tax bracket of the two four five point nine plan. That would also trigger a uh, three quarters vote uh, in both chambers. So it's basically just saying, okay, how can we do this? Do we need? Do you know? Can we can we do this plan and and do it where it's just a simple majority vote, or is it something that we yes we need to go through the the three quarters vote for? Um, so if you're looking at um, you know whether maybe keeping two brackets versus folding them into one. Uh, and then so you're keeping that 3.4% for some of those lower income individuals. So it's just it's little things like that. The whole goal, obviously, from the governor's office to the legislative branch is that, look, we all support, you know, cutting taxes. Uh, but let's what's what's the best way to get there and how do we do it from a legislative standpoint as far as votes go? All right. We'll talk more about this when we come back. Got the news for you right now. Back with you, Dave Ellswick show. Last uh couple of segments of this first hour of the show. If you're listening at 5 o'clock, the last hour of the show is J.R. Davis is our guest. He is from uh, the governor's office. He's a spokesman for the governor. We're just talking about some different things that are being kind of hammered out right now because we're not that far now uh, for the uh, 2019 session to get underway. That will get uh, started on January 14th. Uh, I have been in touch with the the new Secretary of State-elect and his people, and we have been told where we're going to be set up at, uh, at the Capitol. I can tell you to start right off the bat. We'll be there uh, from Monday to Thursday every week. Uh, As they get closer to the end of the session, I would say about maybe two-thirds through, then we'll be there Monday through Friday, because until that time, a lot of the uh, different senators and representatives that are from uh, down south or northeast or northwest or west or east, uh, not real close here, just in central Arkansas, will want to be getting out and heading home for the weekend. So on Fridays, they get their business done and they're gone by the time my uh, folks have all set up. So instead of just talking to an empty uh, you know, Capitol building where you can hear uh, us echoing all through the chambers. We'll be there Monday through uh, Thursday. So that'd be a little easier to commute, too, for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You gotta love that. You're just going right. to walk from the office over with us. Yeah, that's right. So it'd be, and that's going to be something different this year. We didn't have this even last year having you join us uh, on Thursdays and, yeah. and talk about. What's been going on that week in the legislature? Yeah, That's going to be a a, a a great conduit of uh, in- information. Yeah, it'll be really good to be able to kind of uh, share what's going on, and obviously, uh, you know, being right in the middle of the 
legislative session. There's going to be a lot of fun things to talk about. Punch and, and counter punch. Yeah, so you know, it'll be good. <laughs> um, you know, it's to be expected in a legislative session where you know you're going to have a tremendous amount of bills filed um and obviously we have the governor's agenda that we really want to see passed i think we've got a lot of support for that we were talking about the tax cuts earlier the good news it's not about how much we're cutting it's just you know obviously how do we get there and, right uh, and and just to clarify what i said earlier yes that that was correct that uh the governor's plan would take three quarters because those some of the lower income number because of that two four five point nine plan some are at three point four that would go to four but those would be offset uh, by standard deductions that would now be tripled for the single and married individual so that's sort of the little uh, technical aspect well there's certain parts of taxation that takes a three quarter vote right to get them move forward and I understand what Gene and what uh, Hendren are saying easier to do a majority than it is to make yeah. sure you can get them you know the yeah no uh, absolutely the, i think three quarters yeah anytime you have a three-quarter vote you know there's uh those in the minority that can you know uh hold as a block and that sort of thing and as you mentioned earlier you got to get all 75 in the house um but i do think that there's there's a uh there's an appetite on both sides really to continue to lower that income tax rate in Arkansas. So, you know, I don't think it's a, a um an impossible task by any means. If you if you ask the governor in four years, we've had a lot of those quote unquote impossible tasks, dead on arrival type things that have uh wound up on the governor's desk for his signature. So we we feel good about where we are. We think if that's the route we go, we can we can get consensus um from obviously uh our party, but if we need to reach across the aisle to get a couple of votes, we feel like we can do that as well. All right. So, with all of this that we've talked about, one thing that we've talked about a lot is the governor's plan. What are you hearing from the legislature? Surely they have some different ideas of some things that they would like to see done. Uh, has have they brought those to the governor yet? And have you all begun talking with them about how maybe to make those things happen? Sure. Well, you know, I think if you look at the governor's agenda, and we're going to roll this out towards the end of the year, the full agenda. But the four items he's always talked about is teacher pay. We've talked a little bit about that today. Uh, tax cuts, we've talked four about. T. Yeah, the four T's, transportation or highway plan. Uh, we, we're we still working on details of that. Um, and, and the governor said all, all along, if there's going to be any sort of tax increase, it needs to go to the people. Um, so they can get a say in it. And I think in the past, we've seen that most Arkansans support, uh, you know, building highways, new infrastructure that help the state grow. But a big part of that is going to be like, we got to make sure we know where this money's going, number one. And if it's to build some, you know, obviously you've got to maintain those farm to market roads. We are an agricultural state. It's our biggest industry. So we need to make sure our farmers are taken care of as far as getting uh, that produce to market and that sort of thing. Um, but on the other end of it, too, you've got some really big needs. You know, 49 down the, the western side of the state, you know, expanding 412 at the northern part of Arkansas. That's what you do to bridge those economies and really help uh, bring in new industry because you have that infrastructure in place. So those are going to be a lot of the big topics on transportation. And then last, uh, but certainly not the least, is the governor's transformation plan of state mm-hmm. government. And we've gotten a lot of great feedback on that, and we're still tweaking it. We've made some you know small changes here and there on uh, 
the new organizational chart, the would-be organizational chart if it's passed. Um, but we're in a good spot there, and I think when people understand what this actually does, there's even more excitement, and that's sharing those administrative costs, cutting those, or excuse me, administrative staff, um, making sure that we're not duplicating efforts uh, in all the different agencies. We've got the Department of Transportation Transformation and Shared Services, which is sort of a hub, which makes sense. It's what a lot of the private sector industry do is that they've got this this hub of IT, HR, you know, in our case, procurement, uh, employee benefits, those sort of things all in one area that can really help um you know, uh, the rest of the agencies when you have sort of a one-stop shop. So you're going to see a tremendous amount of savings as we implement this. And I think throughout, uh, you know, once you get secretaries in place and they start moving pieces around and saying this works, this works, that sort of thing, I think you really start to see some of those savings as a result. It's just hard to, you know, pinpoint what those will be right now because I think, uh, you know, Arguably, this is the easy part, right? Let's let's get a plan in place, and then you start moving things around, and start seeing where you can save more money and those sorts of things. So, I think it's going to be a really, really good deal uh, in the long run for Arkansans uh, as far as services go and that sort of thing. Um, but we've we've gotten a lot of good buy-in from folks, and there'll be a f- couple other things: criminal justice reform, um, uh, uh, youth. Uh, excuse me, criminal justice reform as far as youth go. He laid out a little bit of that plan about a week ago with DYS and the new reforms there. So there's going to be a few items on there. But, of course, we're the executive branch, and the legislative branch has their own ideas. And, and, and that's what I was yeah. was alluding to. Has the, the legislative branch come to the, you, to the governor and said, you know, we want to do this as well, and uh, we, we need you to buy in on this part of it? Absolutely. That's what happens, I think, every session is that, you know, the governor is the titular head of the party, and we have a really great working relationship with our legislators, and especially our caucus. Um, and, and so when someone has an idea, they, of course, want the governor's input on it, number one, and, and see if they can if he can get his support behind it. And I think people misinterpret things sometimes that if the governor doesn't support something, you know, he knows he's not the legislature. He's, he's the governor. He's the executive branch. Uh, and so he respects and understands the role of the legislature. And in some cases, we, we certainly hope that they understand what our role is as far sure. as trying to manage uh, well, day-to-day activities. There's push and shove yeah. all along the process. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, I mean, they want to bring their stuff to us. And we want to bring our stuff to them. And we want to see if we can get buy-in. And they want to see if they can get buy-in. And if there's if it's good legislation – you know, certainly the governor wants to uh, support that. So that'll be something that we're already starting to look at. You've already seen some bills out there that uh, once uh, uh, that are, you know, you know, being filed and, and we're taking a look at. And um, and so that's going to ramp up as we get closer to January. Uh, and then there will be some problems that, you know, that arise that, you know, again, the PBM issue in the fiscal session uh, uh, this year was an issue that kind of uh, arose at the beginning of the year so you'll have some of those issues that we'll have to tackle and we're happy to do that that's again why the people of arkansas uh elected these folks to begin with um and and that's to solve problems so you'll have some things pop up things we don't see some things we know are coming and we're you know we'll we'll, we'll work on those and so um but i think to be uh clear in this the governor has his agenda he knows what he wants to uh uh to do in 2019 and there's not one person in the legislature that if they were 
paying attention even in the slightest, they know what his agenda is, and he's been very vocal about that. So there's no, you know, uh, you know, sort of look over here and and we're doing something else. I mean, this is what we want to do. This is what the governor wants to do, uh, and and we're going to do everything we can to get that. Uh, in place for the people of Arkansas. So, you know, uh, I always like to say that the first month is really focused on our agenda, and and then you've and, and the legislature has been really great about that in the past about helping us get to that point and get that get those uh, initiative pa- initiatives passed and signed. And then obviously you'll have uh, a slew of other things that pop up as far as bill filings go, and and so we'll just have to take them as we get them and and see what's good, what's not good. And of course, the governor has always been vocal about what he thinks. Uh, is uh, good for the people of Arkansas and what he thinks will have a negative impact. So you should expect how many the bills this time. have been filed thus far? Do we know? I, I don't know. I know our legislative uh, affairs team uh, is keeping track of those. I think maybe a dozen or so. There might be more. As of well, I think two weeks ago, there were maybe half a dozen or a dozen. But th- that'll now there, and there may be up now. Yeah, and and I could be completely off on that number. There may be several dozen now i don't know but but they're keeping track of it uh, they try to do a synopsis for the governor uh, legislators will obviously meet with leadership and 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 if they want to or need to meet with the governor to get his thoughts on some things and some of it will be common sense measures uh, that you know like i said a problem that maybe hasn't uh uh, risen to the governor's office yet, but we want to solve it. Let's do it. Other things, maybe this isn't the way to do it, or maybe this isn't the route we need to go right now, or let's wait and see, those sort of things. We we want to make sure we're, we're uh, not only being good stewards of taxpayer dollars, but of taxpayers' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're down here to, to do the people's business, and so we want to make sure that we're not just passing bills to pass bills. Uh, we certainly want to look at um, how that will affect the state moving forward. So that'll be a really big focus moving into 2019. All right, final break. We'll be back. we got some more to talk about. What a big surprise on my show. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show, of course, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back, final segment here with J.R. Davis, spokesman for the governor's office. And uh, was just tell me during the break that his cell phone was blowing up, and it was. It was vibrating pretty hard there for a few moments. Uh you said that the governor is out of state. He's down in Arizona? Or yeah, he's where? in uh, Scottsdale okay. for a uh, cybersecurity uh, summit, if you will, with some other Republican governors and, um, you know, looking at some best practices and, and that sort of thing. And, and, it, and it, again, I, I go back to the fact that, you know, it's no one would have thought this four years ago, but, but the fact that Arkansas leads the nation in computer science education mm-hmm. is a very big deal on a number of different levels. But when you talk about cybersecurity, we're also one of the few states with a cybersecurity range, or a cyber range, if you will, uh, at the University of Central Arkansas, where students there can can tap the range and and uh, you know learn how to uh, combat uh, those hacks and things like that. Uh, and our high schoolers can tap into it as well. So it's a really big uh, initiative that the governor pushed for. Uh, I want to say, man, a couple years ago or about a year and a half ago. Um, so they talked a little bit about that. Uh, and what states can do to really, uh, um, you know, better themselves as far as preventative measures go from cyber attacks. It's just sort of the nature of of, of the environment we live in now. So you got to make sure you're you're focused on that. And of course, with his background in homeland security and that sort of thing, I think he's uh, really been able to lend a big voice to that with some of the other governors. All right. So let me, if if I'm asking a question out of out of my lane you let me know but has that been any kind of problem for this the state of arkansas have we had any any tries of hacking into our cyber uh, 
workings? Yeah, I don't know the the ins and outs and the specifics on that, but my understanding is I think it's probably the same for most states is that you know hacks are happening all the time. It's just how you prevent those hacks, and so we're constantly fighting against um, uh, hackers and and things like that uh, with the state system and that sort of thing. Um, but that's I mean that's just that's again kind of talk about that that's the environment and that you know that we live in now, and then we have to be uh, uh, super focused. Uh, on preventing that uh, sort of attack, um, I think that's what you you know you talk about terrorist attacks and things like that. I think that you know a lot of people's um, I think a, a general consensus is that the next big attack would be a cyber attack, and so I think it's not just Arkansas, but other states are having to continue um, to combat those uh, attacks and and figure out new ways to prevent them. So uh, certainly, I think we're we're always dealing with that, but I don't think it's any different than any other state. It's just okay. about not letting it through. Just for our listeners' knowledge, I mean, we've got multi, uh, multiple uh, energy providers here in the state. You know, you got energy, you got First Electric, you got a lot of different people. Do those companies work directly with the state uh, and the and information maybe the state ha- gets and provides to them? to come up with a coordinated way to protect themselves? Well, obviously, I think, you know, the the sort of the uh, commission, if you will, that kind of heads up those uh, entities you were talking about is, you know, the Public Service Commission Mm -hmm. uh, chaired by uh, Ted Thomas. Right. Um, So that's a – and you've you've spoken with Ted a number of times. I should have him come on. One of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he really is. Um, So, you know, I do think they they obviously have their own plans uh, for for those cases as well. I do want to mention just another aspect of the governor's transformation plan would be the Department of Public Safety. Um, And that's pretty – it's it's new. It, it did happen under bumpers back in seventy one seventy two, but it it since was you know picked apart and pulled out and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure we're doing it right this time and that it's efficient. and It makes sense. So what we want to do is pull all the different uh, uh, law enforcement uh, aspects of state government into one sort of umbrella, and that includes you know first response as well, the Department of Emergency Management, so we can better understand everything that's going on. That we break down those silos, we're sharing information, especially if there is sort of a natural disaster or, or an attack or something like that. That we can we can better um, uh, communicate and understand what's really going on there. So. Uh, so we're, we're, we're pulling in that direction. We want to make sure that there's that open communication, that people are working together. But to answer your question, I think it's more of uh, uh, that communication with Public Service Commission and that sort of thing. After this last election and what we saw happen in Florida again and also out in, in Arizona and in a few areas here, even in Arkansas, uh, for instance, in Cabot, we had some new voting machines this year where you voted on the machine, it spit out a ballot to you, you checked it to make sure that was exactly the people you voted for, and you went to a different place and deposited your your ballot. Uh, There are some counties yet that have not gotten those new machines. They're saying that they don't have the, the money to replace their current machines that they have with this new stuff. Uh, the Secretary of State elect was on my show and said he thought that the state that he was going to make one more run at the governor as he put it that the state should help out to get that brand those brand new machines in every 
County. Has he been over to see the governor? Has he knocked on his door? Yeah, I don't know if they've met quite yet, um, but I do know there's a couple of things to, to take into consideration. One is, um, and in my job, you, you got to know just a little bit about everything, but it doesn't make you an expert on anything. Okay. Uh, but kind of like Exactly, yeah. <laughs> same, the same. Uh, but my understanding, too, is there's, there's different ways. Some counties... Uh, there, there's a different makeup as far as how things are paid for. So some counties pay, you know, it's it's a match matching grant. Some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, pay less than others. There's that sort. There's, there needs to be some sort of uniformity to it. I think first and foremost to make sure that that all counties, you know, no one's getting snubbed because one's getting this and the others right, aren't, and right. they're putting some. Um, uh, skin in the game and that sort of thing. So that's one. The other one is too is just looking at the budget and what makes sense. We talked about this, I think, uh, week after last. Um, but uh, we mentioned the parole officers and yes. and the and then the last budget we didn't have room uh, for more of those positions. This time we do. Uh, some wanted forty. We thought that thirty is a good uh, a number right now. Obviously, there are some positions there that haven't been filled we need to fill those first so it just it it really is you know what's the biggest need for the state right now do we have money in the budget for it Uh, and then we'll take a look at it and i think that that's obviously a conversation that will continue but we've we've got to be able to you know dot our i's cross our t's make sure that there's some sort of uniformity to the process before we're sort of picking winners and losers as far as counties go and i think that'll uh cause a bigger problem than not if we don't do it that way so there's some things we have to discuss and, and work through but we're getting there all right. We appreciate your time. We're out of time uh, for you today, and I do appreciate you coming by. We'll see you again next Thursday at 2, as we always do, and uh, we appreciate you. Hey, you mentioned good luck to Washtenaw Baptist. No, oh, yeah. Big game this Saturday, Absolutely. two undefeateds. Hear it right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. More coming your way, unless you're listening to the 5 o'clock hour. If that's the case, I'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. It is time for The Right View. And if you're new to the show, The Right View is what The View's not uh, on television. The The Right View is uh, three females in my studio. Elizabeth's here, and of course Shelly with a Y is here, and Amy is here, and in the 4 o'clock hour uh, we'll have in Hannah. She's she'll coming be, today. She's coming. Okay, she'll be joining we us hope. as well. And then we brought another uh female in with us today and i'm gonna i know who it is we've been good friends for a long time but i'm not going to introduce her i'm going to let uh, shelly because she's she she came to me with this person and said man you gotta meet this person (laughs) (laughs) it was go ahead we'll talk about our relationship here in a minute go ahead 
Uh, okay, so her name is Tamala McElroy. Yeah. And I call her Tamala because this is, uh, but she says she goes by Tam. We've never met face to face till like 15 minutes ago in the studio. Oh, we, cool. We met on Facebook. In fact, she and I were not Facebook friends. I was Facebook friends with a girl named Laura Wilson. It was like, we we spar all the time yes. on, on about politics and Tamla chimed in. Next thing I know, me and Tamla are arguing back and forth, and then it went on, off and on for a couple months. The next thing I know, one day she sends me a friend request, and I messaged her, said, "You did fall in love with me, didn't you?" <laughs> <laughs> so now we still get into it, but we do it civilly and nicely. And she's a cool girl. She's a left wing nut, you yeah. know. I'm a right wing nut, yeah. And uh, she's got, but the thing about Tamla is she's got a great heart. And just like all of us, we all really want the same thing. Mm-hmm. And to her heart is true and honest. I mean, she just we just believe in completely different ways to get there. So. Okay. All roads okay. lead to Rome. I've known this lady for a long time. Yeah, tell yeah. us a story. Pull that microphone over to him. Okay. That started at a former radio station yes, that I was at. Two different ones I hear. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of true. <laughs> you know, she, she'd been stalking me for a long time. Trolling is yeah, the, trolling is me, the right. new word that yeah. they like to use. You're now. going after me all the time. You know, she, she's she been wanting my body ever since she got to <laughs> oh know me. Poor Tamla. Poor Tamla. Yeah, and and you know, as usual, you know, I don't back down. She doesn't back down. But we found common ground in a lot of different. I found that when there's certain things that you just can't find any common ground is there's things that you can exactly find the common ground and and work from there. Congress, are you listening? Yeah, well, they. What is that saying? My uh, was that my. 20% 20% friend is not my 80% enemy. That's good. Well, and just because you disagree doesn't mean, y'all have heard me say this before, you got to go in the corner and die because right, you're terrible. Right. right. I and mean, ultimately, we have to learn how to fight yeah. and have civil discourse. Like Dave said, I mean, it has to go back, Dave, to probably 2006, seven. Yeah, it, went, it goes back yeah, a long it, way. It goes back there. And so my introduction introduction to dave was just basically calling in to the show um you know voicing my opinion on some of the things um that they would discuss and did i ever cut you off never never never, see everybody oh there were always people congratulations well the only time i cut anybody off is when they got nasty right 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 right. there's no sense you're gone honestly that's right or they're dumb disclosure he always listened you know, and, and that's really all a person like me wants, because let's just, you know, keep it real. Um, what I think you guys don't know is a lot of people like me do listen. And sometimes we want to call in or Fine, have a voice. Really love you understand well, what see, I'm saying? Here, here, here's right. the thing. A lot of people do. And she knows how many times I've been called a racist on the air. Yeah. A, no, a, I, lot, I, of never, a lot of times. A lot. And she's never done that. No. Uh, Reverend Stewart is one of my closest friends. I have worked with the watershed for years. Right. I mean, years. Right. And uh, and I've known that. There's some people mm-hmm. who call me that I, I personally know who they are, and I know they don't do anything in their own community. Right. Mm-hmm. And that really ticks me off, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they could do a lot more than I can because, you know. They're in there. Yeah, they're there. <laughs> they're you, know, you know the people that are in that mm-hmm. community. But, yeah. I, I, that is a term that 
gets under my skin quickly because mm-hmm. it happened to me when I was up north. I was doing some stories uh, when I worked for the Chicago Sun newspaper up in the Chicagoland area. That's it's no longer around. It's defunct. Uh, it fell, you know, to the Chicago Tribune and the Sun Times, of course. And uh, I was writing about Jesse Jackson and mm-hmm. Operation Breadbasket, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of questionable things going on in in Breadbasket. And when they have nothing else to say, mm-hmm. they pull out the brush. Yep. And they start painting you as a racist. And it had name calling. Name calling. Yeah, it had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with millions of dollars that were, you know, going places that nobody was being told where it was going to. And people were noticing people within his organization were, you know, driving new cars and stuff. It was not good. What you were saying about the, you know, the church is raising all this money, but where does it go? It does. And just to kind of piggyback on something that Dave just said, um, I know, you know, because (laughs) believe it or not, I get called racist, too. I bet you you do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, And sometimes what I try to convey to people is speaking truth to power, Mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging things that are real um, does not make you racist either. You understand what I'm saying? So I think we both, you know, now the thing about this, you're a personality. Yeah. You know, so of course, you know what I'm saying? When, when, when something that you say may not be completely understood or, or like you said, you know, sometimes that's just the easiest. Now I'm going to say this. I do know Dave Dave Ellswick. I've been following for years. It would be different if this was somebody that I have have not followed or, Mm -hmm. you know, have you know we 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 don't agree on a lot of different things but i do not believe in my heart any that he is racist you understand what i'm saying so i i, yeah. I can honestly say i believe what dr king said that you determine from a person's character and right. not right right right, yes. exactly. right 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 and it's what they do mm-hmm. not so much what mm-hmm. people say mm-hmm. cuz it's easy to say things right 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 right, right. Which is where a lot of the bad name calling comes from, because mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to just kind of throw that out there, and I'm going to get you back. Trite but right. true, actions speak louder than yep. words. Yeah, right. really and true. if you, the thing that I don't like about the term racist, it cheapens what happened to people that were discriminated against. Well, and, and people that really are struggling with those yes. issues, it really makes that and, seem and, not and serious. When you, you know what, but you said Dave's personality. You know mm-hmm. what he what he's really about behind the scenes, and like. Like Elizabeth said, you know, Dave is what he is now, and he is what he is outside the studio. He he, he walks the walk, and he talks the talk. So I, I find it very difficult to hear somebody being called a racist when you know what they do when nobody's looking. The, that's the what thing K- about K- these days, nine times out of ten, when, like, the left will call somebody on the right, like, mm-hmm. as a racist – it is literally about a subject that has absolutely nothing to do with race. Right, it has go. something to do with, you know, uh, it could be the economy or it could be, you know what I mean? It's not even a, a topic of actual race mm-hmm. or something going on within a race. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something as a whole. And nine times out of ten, it's, you know, because they don't know what else to say or they get first or then they that's when they delete or block you or whatever. But they'll they'll always throw that bomb out there the racist thing and i just hate it you know i like i said i have always said that there's one race it's the human race like i don't see color i hate that so race 
Being called a racist, that's a hard, I get what Dave's saying. That's a hard pill. I, you know, those are fighting words. Those are hard. Especially when you live your life in such a way right. that there's no way a person can call you that. But, go but, ahead, but, but let me just say this. I think um, what happens a lot of times, and it may be directed in a way um on a personal level, I think what a lot of people, um, liberals, well, I'm just going to say it. We, we could just get real today. Yeah, we? sure. Okay. That's what my show's always what, about. Right. <laughs> Come on, girl. You've been listening to my show for how long now? Yeah. I think what a lot of black people, okay, may uh, be feeling is not just an individual I think it's a systematic thing. I understand that. You understand what I'm saying? That we feel, and I also feel sometimes, because, you know, in these bars that we have, and don't get me wrong, I love Shelly to death, because what I love about her is the fact that I can really just go in hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, we go out. And she's you not going to turn around saying. and call you a racist. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And she comes in hard with me as well. You know what I mean? But I think the things that we put on the table... Make no mistake about it. It's not a comfortable conversation. Yeah, no, it's not. You understand what I'm saying? Isn't that great, though, right. that you can have the conversation right. we, at and least? we have it. It's not a comfortable conversation. I would prefer to keep the name calling out mm-hmm. and just deal with whatever your points are. Because mm-hmm. this is the thing. There is no solution to a problem without questions and answers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when she Right. And so when she comes at me with a situation, I will come at her, you know, with what I think is an answer. Because mm-hmm. I assume what she's giving me is a question. Mm-hmm. You or know what I I'm saying? Answers too. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ex- exactly. So it's like, and it's not even a situation where we actually have, you know, a, a, a solution at the end. But at least we talking about it. You know, it. and after yeah. you've you talked know, about it, you might actually You go, might have yeah. some. They had a you, point there. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I do that all Bring the time. Bring things that you didn't think about. All the time. Because, you know, full disclosure. I tell Shelly all the time, I'm not a politician. Every... You know, every um, answer or opinion that I give you is strictly from experience. Mm -hmm. All of the diasporas that we talk about from guns to poverty, you know, to the conditions of our particular community, you know, and and vice versa. It's because I've lived it, Mm -hmm. you know, not because I'm a politician. I'm coming to you strictly from experience. And guess what? I can touch so many other women that look just like me. I'm not unique in this. Good. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Any, any other, you know, you can go all throughout, you know, our community and find women just like me, you know, that'll be able to talk to you and, and be able to share with you and give our experiences. And, think, and while we have a different perspective yeah. than you, I think it's perspective. Yeah, let me jump in real yeah. quickly because I know Elizabeth had something yes. she wanted to say, and I think Amy had something she wanted to jump in with. But let's go to Elizabeth here. What I wanted to say, Miss Tamla, is I met you 20 minutes ago. Yes, yes. And what I've already seen and what I was going to comment on is, for example, you and Shelley 
have respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Got to have. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everything is based on that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay? Respect. Mm-hmm. If you have respect, like we were talking about in the hall, we understand. We can have conversations if there is that common respect. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Without that, it's it's yeah. just impossible. Yeah. That's yeah. when the name calling and the I'm going to get you back, and it's not about the discussion. It's about I won, I won. I'm going to get mm-hmm. you back. Right. I'm going to you know <laughs> that stuff has got to go. It it's to. got to go. It and we've got to come back to real. finding respect. Yeah. And that may lead us to where we can find answers. All right, let's go to Amy. Only thing I was going to say as far as the name calling, it's just a wet blanket. If you get any discourse started at all, that little fire, that little little spark, that little something something. And then when somebody gets into their defensive posture, it, it's it, they just want to that you throw the the wet blanket of the name calling, and then, and then that's where the discourse stomps. Well, you've changed everything. You've you, taken away respect, you, 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 and, there's, and then the respect is gone. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask you something, Amy? When when it goes down the line of the like, of the name calling, just maybe you have a specific example. Um. What is being discussed? Like, it's like, always the hot button topics. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like, maybe LEOs or maybe abortion or guns, maybe, guns, you know, guns uh, LBGT, immigration, 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 healthcare, immigration. But like you said, you can't, and, and, and let, unless you let that little fire mm-hmm. go from a spark to a flame to, I want to say, a burning inferno, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to a comfortable little campfire, <laughs> we can roast some marshmallows or something. But if you don't get if you don't get to that point, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you even though you you don't agree, you won't you won't know what the other person's right, thinking right, right, right. unless you when you throw throw the blanket the wet blanket right, right, on the fire. Have a little right. respect and say, okay, you're human just like I am. What do you think? Right. I mean, exactly. come on. And that's what I'm here for. And what you know do we what? Think? You, we probably don't agree. On, but but can we put probably some don't agree on things, much, you know? But it's okay. well, we agree that it's respect okay. is important. Yeah. Exactly, That's a really key piece. Exactly, because I yeah. would really love to watch CNN and, and MSNBC mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of the other outlets, but when you get on there and all they do is is talk trash, yeah, you it's such watch a it's eye. such a non. Yeah. But you know, we feel the same way. About I knew it. So but I, I know. I was but say, got see, news I like for you. This. It's all of them, guys. It's all of them. It's all of them. All you of them. probably don't like what, listening to Fox. Mm-hmm. I don't like listening to them. But mm-hmm. it's because of the environment, so mm-hmm. toxic. And what what else is really interesting? A high bed issue can come out, and you can listen to MSNBC and MSNBC. And listen to Fox, and it'll be like they're talking about two, two different things: apples and oranges. <laughs> because they're not talking about the news; they're it's opinions. I, you're, you and I are not that far apart in age. Right. No, I was telling someone I was raised to believe that when you're given the same message like that from, mm-hmm. in this case, from uh, mm-hmm. mainstream channel to mainstream mm-hmm. channel, it's called propaganda. Propaganda is a bad thing. One hundred percent. And I'm I'm seeing it everywhere, everywhere That's on every channel. Okay. That's I have to put my hands and tell you we got to okay. take a break. With right. that, let's take a break here at one hundred one point one FM. The answer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, again, don't forget about that movie tonight. Uh, you know, follow. You know the the number I told you about six five three sixty six ninety. I don't know if you can get a ticket now or not. I'll send a text to, to David Lucas and see if there's any tickets remaining. But it's a this is a movie you need to see because see here's the key. Let's say you you bought into an IRA 
and what you're doing is putting money into an IRA and you're not taking any taxes out of your money, okay? You're, you're doing it uh, where it's not being taxed. You put it into the IRA, and then 30 years from now, and I'll just take for you who are younger, you get ready to take it out. Know that they're going to tax that money at what the tax rate is then, mm. not what it is now. Right now, taxes basically kind of for sale because – they're low. I mean, really rock bottom, historically low. But because of the way we're spending our money, taxes are going to have to go up. So you could lose a lot of money because you put it into your account on the taxes now. And now when you take it out, let's say if you took it out now, it was, uh, well, I can tell you, I took some money out of my, my uh, IRA, had to, had to fix my car. And I could do it without ten percent penalty because I'm over sixty, and but I still paid twenty percent to the feds and five percent to the state. So I got uh, I got a couple of thousand dollars out. So you're talking uh, two hundred and you know two hundred and fifty dollars on a thousand. You're talking you know five hundred dollars on two thousand. Uh, that adds up real quick. Real quick. But think about if I did that thirty years from now, I've retired. You hit seventy, you're forced to take money out. The government mm-hmm. wants that tax money. There's four trillion dollars sitting there right now. Mm-hmm. And uh let's say you take it out and now the Fed takes uh let's just say thirty five percent and the state takes seven. You know, suddenly that money you got don't go as far as you were hoping it does. Mm-hmm. That's why this movie is so important to go what see. What movie is this? It's coming? called The Tax Train is Coming. Is this a documentary? Yeah. Okay. It's you, a documentary. Where did you say it was? Yeah. This one's going to be over at the, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Breckenridge. Is this just a one-night deal? Yeah, it's oh, one-night. Okay. you got to get tickets to, gotcha. to get it. You get them from David Lucas. But the bottom mm-hmm. line uh, I think that it's going to be something you're going to be able to see on Netflix in the near future okay. and stuff. Bottom line, uh, it's how to defend. Well, you said better to take taxes now. It's not about not paying the taxes. It's pay- paying what you're legally obligated to pay. And whatever you're legally obligated to pay, you do it. And it's less than what you know it's going to be 20 years on the line. I'm just telling you. We can't keep doing what we're doing right now and keep the tax rates the way they yeah. are. Not going to happen. Mm. So disgusting. I'll, no, I'll be taking a dirt nap when they start, you know, <laughs> literally taking all your money, Shelly. Yeah. I'm just sorry to tell you that. <laughs> Dave, I'll be it will mad. It will happen. All right, we got to get news. That's up next. Then we're going to come back, and we still got 90 minutes to talk. Let's talk immigration when we come back here on the the Dave Ellswick Show. And let's talk about how, you know, on the left, they're going crazy saying, I can't believe I live in a country that gasses children. Makes me want to punch you in the face. I'm just just telling you. But anyway, we'll come back and we'll we'll talk more about it. Because basically, these people are using leftist tactics at the border. Yeah, I got, you know, I talked to R.D. yesterday, and um, this is how stupid I am about cars. You, you, you were you, you were running the board, weren't you, when uh, Joe and Duck were on yesterday? No, you weren't? Okay, so here's the key, all right? 
I haven't been able I haven't been able to listen to one oh one point one FM up in Cabot. And I thought there was something wrong with the transmitter. And uh, so I've been walking around and kind of bitching and moaning about this here at the station and complaining. And I was talking to Joe yesterday and he says, Well, Dave, he says, uh, the stations are coming in fine. It's your car. And I said, Well, I said, I thought maybe because you know the the antennas are like in the the windshield. Mm-hmm. At least I thought they were because there's that mesh that's in your windshield. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was what it was, and then I had a crack in my windshield. It went through the mesh, and I thought, well, maybe that's what's causing the problem. Mm-hmm. So I just got to get the you know, get the windshield trained. And Joe goes, "No," he says. Have you looked? Not looked at that that little thing that's on top of your car. It looks like a little V, like like <laughs> wing on the top. And that the end of it is tore off and probably happened in a in a car wash. Well, we all get satellite radio traditionally on cars now, and uh, so it screwed that all up. And he says you got to get another one. And I said I got to get another one. He says yeah. He says because you can't get all the radio stations until that's fixed. So I'm going over next week and getting Joe to fix that so I can get all the radio stations again. And I. Because, see, here's, I like leaving early on Thursdays and because we replay the first hour again in the 5 o'clock hour, and I like listening to myself. Yeah. I'm in love with my own voice. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I do critique myself, and I, that gives me an opportunity to listen on the radio, yeah. which makes it a, a true critique. But anyway, um, that's where it all happens at. I had no idea. Now, I found out what the mesh is in the windshield because you're probably saying, well, what's the mesh for, Dave? I have in my – I didn't know this. It's not even in my owner's manual. (laughs) That mesh picks up moisture. It senses moisture on the windshield Mm. and will turn on my windshield wipers. I have that on my car. I do, too. My my, my windshield wipers might not even be on. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they'll start going like – Oh really? When that first started, like, oh, well, I like my car has a I do have uh, has a possessed. So it just start up on its own. <laughs> yeah, start calling my I've car never. Christine. Yeah. Christine, yeah. the <laughs> demonic car. My SUV Tahoe is nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. I'm driving a twenty year with a cracked up windshield, like it's bad. And but I get regular radio stations. <laughs> yeah, well, my antenna works. So yeah, bottom line is couldn't get it. You know, so I just found that out. You know, from yeah, the John. smart, the the, the the smart yeah. cars, and again, yeah. Mm-hmm. Long story to, for a short piece here. I'm getting the piece from uh, the folks over at Sunny's. Sunny's Auto Salvage. Yeah. I've been listening. Why to buy y'all a new one? I mean, why buy a new piece when you can get the same thing <laughs> off of a car that you know went through a crunching? Unless you, you have go. a 1999 Miata and they ain't yeah, no parts left anymore. <laughs> Me, I've been asking for a year. Yeah, I've been asking for a year for another seat. You can't find one anywhere. I do like the looks of that new uh, Mazda six two six. It's kind of a nice looking car. My but my my checkbook doesn't like the looks of that. But it don't have a wankle in it. 
Remember uh-huh. when they used to have the Wankel engine? Oh, 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 yes. That's what made <laughs> so Mazda. So you say you've checked everywhere for a seat? Yes. I actually have, and I've really? been talking to Sonny at Sonny's Auto yeah, Salvage for over a year. He's got the fillers out. It, well, you know, there are other people up. with 99 Miatas, and they're taking up all the, the ta- it's a tan-colored leather seat. You can call 823-0965 if you have one. Are you familiar <laughs> with the salvage place on Asher or Colonel Glenn, like in between... University and John Barrow mm-hmm. on Colonel Glenn. Mm-hmm. I know where that is, actually. Okay, and you've gone over there? No. They, that's what but I should go check I, with them, I guess. I bet you. Okay, I can do that. Okay. I can do I that. Read, I don't know the name, which is good, you know. But, but it's a leather seat. It's got a tear okay. in it. And, you know, I got a little 1999 little red Miata. I hear you. Believe it or not, I've had it for... Ten years, mm-hmm. it still doesn't even have seventy three thousand miles. Oh no! Because we only drive it occasionally, me. but no, I want to keep I it. Like, I've never I put like ninety thousand dollars. I mean ninety thousand miles on a car. But you're driving back forth to Chicago yeah, and other places. I think mine has <laughs> yeah. like six or seven hundred thousand miles. <laughs> it's like is like Chicago your home? No, I'm I'm kind of back and forth. She's um, a nomad. I am a nomad. <laughs> I am. You know, my profession calls for me to go a whole lot of different places, but. In this past year, um, now I do have roots in Chicago. I moved to Chicago in, what, 91, 92, stayed there about 10 years, and then came back home. This is home for me. Okay. Um, And then from there, you know, this was home, but it's still going a lot of places. But this past year, you know, I took up on a job or, you know, aspiration to go back there once a month to do what I do. But, yeah, yeah, I go back once a month. That's good, because, you know, that's where I was born and raised. Where North, Well, northwest Indiana. I was born, okay. I was okay. born in Gary. Right. I'm so that's and right. I was raised in Hammond yeah. in Hessville. Hammond, Gary, yeah. Yeah, that's where I was raised. At. I get out of here. Grew up 27 years there. I you saw Northerners. a sign off the freeway you Northerners. for Hammond. <laughs> yes. Highland, Hammond area. Highland, Am- yeah. Highland Indiana is where I went to high school. I've never been. Yeah. I, I'm don't. Never. Now, there are issues. Now, me and you have. Don't let that stop. Tamla and I have had, yeah, I mean, yeah. Dave, and Tamla knows I'm very passionate about Chicago and what's going on there, and I'm very upset with Rahm Emanuel and all that. I mean, like, it, that's a hot be. button for me, yes. You I mean, should they be. Are too. Any and town in the whole you know, America, in the whole country. country. Should right, be, yeah. Let me, let me tell you what, all right? Chicago's a great city to visit. Mm-hmm. I today would not want to live well, there. Well, sure, no. I rem- no why? Because see, I remember, I remember the first daily. Okay, okay. the boss. <laughs> okay, so they called him the boss. Right, I remember another another I remember crooked him. politician. Yeah, he was crooked. Yeah, another but crooked he, at politician. At least he could keep the trains running on time mm-hmm. and, and get the trash picked mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember Jane Byrne. I remember you know Mayor Washington. I remember. And they've all been corrupt in that city. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, bad, it's the know. history of Chicago. <laughs> yes, Sam. But but this is the thing. I don't think it's exclusive to Chicago. No, no, no. no. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm going to say it's this. a big city, but it's, it's a huge city. Chicago it's, it's, is very gangster. I mean, the, well, the politics there uh, is Come on, dang, come on. Yeah. See, this this is the part I'm ready for. <laughs> there she goes with the name calling. <laughs> this is the part I'm ready for. This is the part I'm ready for. It's yes. been gangster. I'm not talking about the people there. It's been, the ga- it's been gangster since the 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Prohibition. <laughs> it's gangster in Little Rock, it, folks. But, but, yes, but it is. Chicago. Yes. I think people keep Chicago at the forefront of their minds because it is an urban city that really has not decreased in its um, 
I won't say crime. I'm going to just say the shootings, the, you know, that, that different type of stuff. I really haven't gone into the weeds with that. Whereas pretty much every other urban city, you know, in the country has been on the decrease as far as like crime and, and murder and all that different type of stuff. So I believe it's just that one beacon that's just still, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, just, just. But I'm going to say this. What people may not know. It's all of that, that that violence that you hear of, the, the killings and different things like that. Now, we all know how big Chicago is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that is pretty much segregated to only about two or three communities. little areas. Very small areas. That's why I never they went like to no Comiskey Park to see the Chicago White Sox because they were right there. There you go. Right over by Caprini Green and but, all but, that. But, but all that's been regentified. Yeah, so, they got you rid know, of it. They got Thank rid of God. that. Uh, uh, what is the other one? Uh, mm, 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 I cannot believe I can't think over of the one on the north, north side. To, right. No, over yeah, Dubai. Com, yeah, Combrini. And yeah. then you had the ones all up along Lakeshore. Yep. This was prime property in Chicago. So okay, that, that's it. Go ahead. How do you feel about Rahm Emanuel? There's no way you could possibly like him. No, I don't. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I don't. And, and there'll be some things that we, we agree on, and there'll be some that we won't. I mean, the, to, to be honest with you, when you really want to talk about the issue that's going on with Chicago, I mean, like I just said, there are only a few communities that are really affected by what you hear and see all the time. Um, Rahm Emanuel, I'm going to tell you why I don't particularly like him. I don't particularly like him because he tried to cover up the police shooting. Exactly. Of that, in his, of that. Exactly. Yeah, that was bad. And he tries to cover yeah. up how bad the education system is. He tries is to cover Chicago. up everything. You know, so. How, didn't he, he hid that. How long did he hide that dash cam footage from the Like public? a year. Yeah. Uh, like a year. Like a that. year. Oh, and so he tried to actually hide that. Mm-hmm. And this man was 100%. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Well, you have LEOs and different things like that. He knew the cops were running. Right. Those, those, but that's my point those about warehouses that. where they were taking right. people but and let me ask the you living this. crap. Let me out ask of you them. this. Do you think that Emmanuel is the only Emmanuel in the United States of America? No, there's a potload <laughs> you understand of what them. I'm saying? Heck yeah. So, so that's what I'm, that's but, the bigger point. But Rahm Emanuel, when we get well, to LEOs. But when you, when you, you know, you talk about the Rahm Emanuel who's been, you know, basically at Obama's butt for all those years. Yeah, all and that. I mean, we, that, we that, that might, that. I know, but that mm-hmm. makes Rahm Emanuel kind of in his own little league out there, you know, as, well, as because one of the he, worst. Well, because he came from Obama? No, well, mm. oh, yeah. Yeah, for one thing, I mean, the, all the stuff that he, I mean, the, all the stuff in Chicago and everything that that he's letting go on, and, and all the 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 cover ups and everything else. I mean, him and, him and Obama were like this. I'm got my fingers crossed. Like they're just be, little besties or whatever for the entire administration. And, and Obama was did the same kind of thing. So, okay, I mean, remember where Obama started his campaign. Okay. Well, no, refresh my memory. In the living room of the guy that had was responsible for blowing up the, the his name is Bill Ayers. Bill Ayers. Oh, yes, Bernadine yes, Dorn. Yes. So I, I thought that's where you guys weather were underground. Going. Yes. You know, yes. I thought that that I, I yeah. really thought that that is where you guys were going. But I'm gonna say this. You know, as far as Obama and and the let's all agree on this, and and this is what we're gonna have to agree. You know, <laughs> when it comes down to potential candidates presidents, senates, or whatever, 
You know what I mean? You know, it's all about the money. It's all about who is propping them in particular positions. Absolutely. So that doesn't have anything with, 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 to do with Republican, They're just Democrat. the front men. You understand what oh, I'm yeah. saying? We can let the Republicans hard right. on this right. show. Right. You know, so, or, or whatever that situation yeah. is. Okay, so, so we all know, you know. So now we have Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we have Trump. Your issue may have been... That Obama started in the living room with heirs. Our issue may be that upon the cusp of Trump running, you know, for presidency or whatever, what was the first thing that he did to get a foothold in his hardcore demographic? I don't know what you're talking about. You'll have to refresh my mind. I am. I am. <laughs> the first thing that he did was go out. To any network, any television station, any news site, any anything that he could muster up to question the legitimacy of Obama. Oh, well, well that's a very valid question. You understand what I'm is. saying? Well, um, well, what makes it valid? We, we, still don't, yeah. we still don't know a single thing about that man, where he yeah. really Do, came okay, from, okay, well, or any this. of the Did time you require in school? that from any other president that ever ran uh yeah yeah i, actually yeah. Did. Birth okay. yeah. I knew no, no, about no. who also, they what you said is he didn't have a birth certificate i don't know the man he would never produce the yeah. damn thing he had a copy of a yeah birth certificate. okay okay but what i'm saying is that you go to any of the of the 43 other sitting presidents and ask them for a hard copy of there the was birth never a question of whether they are a u.s citizen okay. or not and Boom. all i'll say is they didn't <laughs> there was Boom. those so other why gentlemen is, why is it a question that the first African American president, you understand what I'm saying? Has nothing to do with his color. Has nothing to do with his color. Has to do with I really don't think so. I think when we found out. Somebody talk, one person talk. Oh, good. When we found out that his entire background was hidden from us, okay? Hidden from us. From who? From all of us in the public. We don't know where he went to school. We don't know anybody. Indonesia. There's not been anyone. Not that I, and I'm a pretty good researcher. I'm not okay. going to say I'm perfect. Okay. But I have not seen a single thing from anyone that, that, you know, hey, I knew him in school or, you know, I dated him before he married uh, Michelle or this or that. Nothing. Zero. Nobody. Nothing. And I really worry because to me, to me, mm-hmm. and I've, I've been political for a long time, and I keep okay. up. He popped up out of nowhere when he became a senator. Mm-hmm. No, and you were right about the money, because I honestly believe that he's the front man for somebody somewhere with money. I don't know who, but I have not been able to find anything. Even today, they have, and I don't have the th- stuff at my fingertips now, because it's uh, been a while. I, I know. But all the details, <laughs> well, but all the details <laughs> that we read about where his history was basically obscured has nothing hidden, to do with the color of erased skin. it has nothing the question to question that i wouldn't okay, care so if he had me, purple so, spots so, so, so what i'm saying okay is. so you yeah. say you don't know you don't know so you don't know nobody has ever come to you or or somebody has been able to give you definitive evidence that he didn't go to harvard i don't know either way no, I don't okay. know either way. Okay. Either okay. way. Okay. Okay. Nobody. Uh, but 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 this no is the, professors. But, but no what I'm saying. Students, but but no what nothing. I'm asking you is, I don't know that about Bush. I don't know that about Reagan. I don't know that about Carter. You know, other people. Yeah, that's why but, there was never speculation. But, but, but what I'm saying. People. But but what I am saying to you is, that is just 
we know this man went to Harvard. So you, what, what you're trying to say is he what he wasn't the president of of the Harvard uh, uh, law. Uh, I don't know what the word is that they call it. So law nobody, review. So, yeah, the, 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 the law Harvard review. law review. So 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 you're saying to me that the people that were there, that were in that capacity, all of those thousands of people that go to Harvard, okay, and he's the president of the Harvard Law Review. You don't think that if he wasn't, that there would there would not be one individual that would come up and and, and be like, oh no, he wasn't. You know, well, that's actually, what I'm there saying. Was more praise either out there way, that he was in a system than he yeah, was. Either, either, way, either way, I've not heard that he was, and I've not heard again. There's been it's like but what it's I'm like saying it's a dark is why hole, is that so there's important for you. You brought it up because what we weren't talking about. No, 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 no. But but now we on something else. Now now I'm talking to Elizabeth. <laughs> and what she's basically saying is she basically doesn't have any type of affirmation that this man ever even existed in 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 the realm. That that now this is the man. This is the man that is the leader of the free world. Who started you campaign the living room of a terrorist? I don't. Well, so you say. No, it's the truth. So you say. Okay, here okay, we go. So, so we we. I'm gonna let you say all that, and I'm gonna say what I got to yes, say ma'am. about the one that you do support. Okay. You gonna so, hold her hand or my hand? No, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> switch. I'm teasing with you now. You know that. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch up. I'm gonna switch up. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is, you don't think that the president of the United States, that was the president of the Harvard Law Review, okay, you don't think if that if that were not so. That and I'm just gonna take that once. I'm not gonna try to go down to all of the different, you know, things, landmarks or or or, or you know, marks that he's hit. I'm just gonna say that's a pretty big thing right there. Harvard Law Review president. You don't think Harvard, Ivy League, okay, black, first black. You don't think that if this were not true, that there would not be any concisive evidence that would have come up before now that would have proven that this is not true? That's possible. Oh, my God. I can hear that. Okay. I can pause. We're going to go possible. on to the next view. <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a good point. you got a point. We're going to go on to the next view. But I'll view. counter with the other point that it's okay. also possible, and, and we have I don't have it at my fingertips. And I'm going to accept that. But we know that I'm a lot accept, of his I'll, past was them erased. You know what I'm saying? We go, we gonna let the listeners. And you know again. what I'm saying? Yeah, we can. We but, can. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, finish, Dave, you go ahead. Your <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this as far because because we we brought that up to 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 talk about Trump's initial foot into the presidential ring was to go out and to create some type of illegitimacy. About the absolute first black president. The birther movement, what she Right. He went on every outlet that would hear him, that, you know, just to plant this seed, which I think it was a very genius move. And I'm going to say why I think it's a genius move because what Trump knew that some of us may not have known is the fact that there is still. A sizable demographic in this country that still has those 
issues. Well, there you, you go. You understand what I'm saying? So this is what I want okay. to say, Miss Tam. Oh, yeah. Wait. It's a strategy. Wait. It was a strategy. Okay. It was a strategy. Party. All right. We can talk about it in a moment. But right now, i got to make money. Go ahead. Take a break here on Dave Ellswick's show. <laughs> All right. Back here at the Dave Ellswick show, we have, uh, looks to me, about a minute before we get to closing music, and then we'll have the news for you at the top of the hour. The uh, right view will be back, and they're going to take up immigration in the next hour here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Right view is here every Thursday. They go from uh, 2 o'clock until 5 o'clock uh, when they're here. So they get a couple of, uh, take that back, 3 o'clock into 5 o'clock, uh, 5 o'clock. They get two hours to sit here and talk from a woman's perspective. We've been hearing that this is the year of the woman, so I decided we would have a segment on the show every week that we brought women in and we heard their take on uh, the daily topics uh, that were being uh, being discussed in the news. So that's all coming back your way uh, when we come back. But uh, also wanted to say that uh, Facebook Live should be back on next week. We have ordered the new equipment. Uh, we got a, the Mevo camera, the Mevo boost. We've got... Uh, Vimo, which basically lets us put in a lot of different writing and things of that nature uh, over top of uh, our guests and things that you know give you their name. And then if I got control of it, I'll make snide remarks about them. But no, just just say I can put their names and things of that nature so you'll know who they are. All that's coming in the very near future again here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Here's a break. We'll come back after the news. All right, let's get into uh, our final hour of the right view. We've got all of our women here today. We've got a li- and more. I mean, we got everybody plus plus extra people. We've got uh, Elizabeth here, and Shelley's here, and Tamla's here, and we've got uh, what's your name again? Oh, Amy. Amy. <laughs> I'm just kidding her. Amy is. She's been so. You've been quiet today. You've been so quiet. That's not like you. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Okay, I just, just when I inter, when I have something to interject, I'll interject. Okay. I, my mom and dad taught me growing up: you don't interrupt a conversation; it's rude. And there's a there was a thing going on down there, and I was just listening and yeah, taking were, it all you in. You were taking it in, I'm no <laughs> doubt about that. You'll take a lot more, and I think you're going to deliver. But, some but here you in also <laughs> we also got that message from a viewer or something that that we were talking over each mm-hmm. other. So I was just, that's true. I was doing what I was told by I the boss sent, man I, yeah i sent out a message about that saying nobody can understand anybody if everybody's talking <laughs> so we're trying to be the alternative to the yeah. other view yeah joy in the group we we want to people we want you everybody know, to be know. heard don't be wrong be the right view. i don't know i don't know who i dislike the most joy or whoopee Joy. It's it's it's, it's, it's a close. Oh, it's y'all. a close. But I, to do I think I think I think Joy is the one that I you know Whoopi I think has at least a little She's, life behind her so to mean. draw from. They're so mean. No, Whoopi. I like Whoopi. She's not. She's not a. Oh my. She's just. But here's what I'll she's say. She's been around for a good while, and she she's she's still old here, school. You know. Here's she's what I'm going to say. Respectful. About it. I think. As far as a show like that goes, the left needed a show like that, so they got a show like that. You know, they needed to be able to bring in a, 
uh, a pseudo-conservative and beat him up so they could feel good. And I good. was okay with Whoopi <laughs> and still liked her and didn't like her politics, but it's when Trump got elected and when Trump was about to get elected and during the, the, all that, that's when she really went off the rails Who? and ever would be would be to where I'm kind of like, man, she makes Joy look a little bit better, you know, but I still think <laughs> Joy... Of the two, I, 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 I prefer Whoopi over Joy yeah. Behar any day of the yeah. week. Yeah. I'm going to digress on And this. I've always Only loved Whoopi. I don't really watch it, yeah, and it's no well, change. I, it's hard to watch because you can't hear. It. You know, I you just, can't hear what they're saying because it's like. Yeah, they're all. Yeah. You can't. Themselves. They talk I think over it's each the other. Time that it comes on. Because you're a working yeah. person. It's That's on right. during the day. <laughs> Unless you're one of those DVR types. Cameron, <laughs> explain to me how we moved from soap operas to the View. <laughs> I mean, the soap operas were great. I mean, you could you watch it. By you, the General Hospital? I'm just saying. Dave, can I say something? 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Can I say something yeah. about soap operas? Yeah. <laughs> you could watch a soap opera for a year. You, just you could quit watching a soap opera, come back, and it's the same shiza yep. as it was a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Where this show like this, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's the appeal of it. You, you, yeah. uh, what, the days of our lives, what's her face? She's possessed by a demon one year, yeah. and the next year she, she dies. <laughs> I used time. to watch up like sand to the hour. <laughs> Baby, so all my children, as the children, as the world turns, another world, one life to live. Now the one that I really like. And then, but it was towards the end of all of the, the soap operas with Santa Barbara. Really? Yeah. Hey, when remember I remember when they had the earth, the earthquake. <laughs> okay, you like Dallas though, didn't you? Know? you? Tell me you love Dallas. Dallas was okay. Oh, Dallas was okay. Dallas was okay. Oh. I used to like Falcon Chris. I Falcon mean, Chris. But, and Knox Dynasty. Landing. And I mean, Dynasty. They yeah. were the new Dynasty. Who can't, who can't like Linda Gray? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying. All right? Okay. I feel. I, uh, when, I was, uh, when I was when I was a um, when I was working as a, a certified nurse's assistant back in Delaware, <laughs> Delaware, wow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had a client. Loved her name was um, um, Mrs. Liffridge. She was an educator, but she unfortunately uh, con- she got colon cancer, so she oh. was she was um, confined to her bed eventually at the end. Mm. And um, so when I got to her house, it was the um, it was the end of young and the restless bold and beautiful was like the yeah. like the one one half hour thing and then after that it was um uh what was on after that guiding light, or... guiding light. Mm-hmm. so i actually so, got so into you were soap watching, up you were I was, watching cbs so yeah well i was watching what mrs liffridge wanted <laughs> right. to watch because mm-hmm. she was my client right this was her routine now i did i did my job i did her activities of daily living got her her meal uh, sure. refreshed refreshed her up and cleaned up her house and then when everything was done we sat down and watched soap operas mm. until and i was with her from one to three so i think it was a young and the i was a one twelve thirty to one after the your 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 um 12 o'clock news hour <laughs> Twelve thirty was uh, young and the restless from twelve thirty one thirty one thirty to two was bold and beautiful yeah. and after that was uh, we watched well, Guiding Light. The Young and the Restless come on before because I know that, that the Young and the Restless. I think is CBS, but you know yeah. you can change the channel. You know she <laughs> she these were the ones that she watched. You were her remote. Mm-hmm. 
I probably was probably. her remote. <laughs> but I mean, but but we that was something that we did together. Yeah, that's you know, cool. and, and and so I there for a while. I I have to admit that I was hooked on soap operas. This is back in the late nineties, though. I've yeah. evolved since then. I guess <laughs> went for watching well, soap they're operas. Not even around too. anymore. I no, what you guys reality TV. Yes, yeah. that's what's replaced it. Which yeah, is so. is an oxymoron because there is it's nothing. It's script. Reality, reality TV, TV is is real life people that's scripted. It was, mm-hmm. with with soap operas, you know they were they were characters and it was scripted. Yeah, but then you notice how I don't care how how old those characters they never changed. Pull over your microphone. Yeah. their look was the same forever. Victor Newman. Do you ever notice that the that the ambiance <laughs> of the show was it, it looks different than your your sitcoms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cinema. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, and that some of those were on for the longest time, and then, I didn't know. Um, they're called soap operas because when they were on the, the radio, they were serials. Mm. The soap companies would, mm-hmm. and that's how they got the name I soap operas. You yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. They started, a lot of them started out on the radio. They did. They did. You listen to they it, did. and they had the crazy organ music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then you're like, the you know suspense you know and everything. I'm just tell you, here's what's bad about listening to when you say things like that. I know you Tamara, remember. and I know, I know Elizabeth. <laughs> we're all saying, you just figured that out? <laughs> I grew up with that. Okay, I'm I sitting know here thinking, from, uh-huh. hey, you know, living yeah. through it. Well, I, well, I listen. You know, I listen to. Of course, my mom and I, a lot of like, what I know, I, li- I learned from my folks. You know, my mom watched soap operas when she was growing up, and and then they even told us about they would go to the matinees, the matinees that you pay like a little nickel or whatever to get in, and your dad would go. We would go watch the Superman, uh, the and it'd be a cliffhanger. The serial will yeah. Superman yeah. overcome yeah. the evil? S E R I A L. I mean, not not serial that you. I know, and they're always listeners. They don't know. Some of them do not know what you're talking about. This is true. I guess you, know, you just can't assume. You know what they say about assuming. Yeah. 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 yeah that's <laughs> what they, they say. But I'm just saying the serials were a big thing. Batman, Superman. Yeah, Superman. And they, they have Commander a cliffhanger. Cody and the yeah. Lost Planet Airmen. Oh, no, what's all it? My dad and why taught could we Flash ever? Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Flash Gordon. With we could never figure out they, were, they weren't going to actually die. I mean, at the end of every <laughs> show. But it made right. you come back yeah. next week yeah. to watch <laughs> The is back. this is the end? Okay. Is this is the end? Will I'll Superman you, get out of yeah. the, you know, yeah. you know, Batman and Robin, the all this of stuff? The Kryptonite? Yes. <laughs> the best TV y'all find Tune now Tune in Bravo, next week for the, the next exciting shows. saga. Right now, the now that shows is rule. nothing more than... <laughs> Soap operas. <laughs> the New York City girls are my favorite. Oh my gosh! She posts these things. She posts these things on Facebook. It's it's or my thing. Video you know, she things. videos it and she's like she's like look at her face. Oh, what is she thinking? Like I don't know what the she's thinking. I don't watch the show. I'll laugh. I'm, 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 I'm damn dead. And Shelby is curious. <laughs> I always, See, uh, she has she so all the time about the housewives. Oh, so she really FFS. A break. I'm damn dead. Hashtag. And when we come back, I promise, whoa, pull the bit back. We're going to talk about immigration here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. And uh, everybody now has gotten uh, the soap operas out of their blood. And we're ready to talk about immigration <laughs> with the folks in the right view. And we got special guests with us here today. Uh, Tamara 
McElroy. McElroy. Is that right? That's it. I got it right. I want to make sure I got that right. Cause <laughs> Good I am, for you. I am the Harry Carey of names. I, you it's, know who Harry Carey yes, is. Yes, he was the and commentator you know, of the Chicago Cubs. He, yeah, and the White Sox before that, and he mm-hmm. and butcher, the card butcher, and butcher. butcher, butcher, butcher names all the time. So, so and yeah. we have Shelly with a Y, and we have Tamala with a Y. That's right. Yeah, T A M Y. And we got Amy with an A. Wow! Hooked on phonics work for me. Right. You know, I, I that that program did very well for my kids. I bought that program I, I and they did phonics. well. So did I. I mean, that's even the way if they I didn't know what the There's word meant, at least I could pronounce There's it. There's three of us here uh-huh. that we grew up with phonics, that's and they've we taken that out of the school. Yeah, it's memory now. Yeah, that's what they can memorize. Memorize all of those mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Screw you, teach. No, yeah, sound it out. Yeah, sound it out. Sound it out. You know, and I know there's some words you can't sound out because. It doesn't <laughs> sound out the way it is. but Because English isn't way. consistent that way. Don't That's go there. That's correct. Absolutely. And, right. with, and with the word immigration, with a dub, with a short I, you have a double M. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of people I'm trying to segue that. back to immigration because we're so talking Immigration's four syllables, too. So let's, let's, let's go there. We've got, uh, depending on who you listen to, anywhere from 7,000 to 14,000 mm-hmm. illegal immigrants in this, quote, caravan which i don't consider it a caravan do we still have that se- that segment that russ pulled for me by the doors do we have that that music do you have that over oh. there that you can oh play the for doors us? that uh, jim yeah. morrison yeah, yeah. i yeah. should guess what it's gonna be yeah i bet spanish caravan spanish caravan yeah is it over there play that for us just hit it you know that song go ahead hit it you know that well, song. here it is here it is see carry <laughs> take me away Amy probably doesn't even know who uh, Jim Morrison is. I know yeah. who Jim Morrison is. Everybody I wasn't during my Jim top here, but I know who Jim Morrison is. He's so iconic, the rock and roller. Everybody yeah. knows who it is. But anyway, you got all these people coming. Now, interestingly enough, everybody was coming and saying that they were coming for asylum. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody mm-hmm. was coming for a job. Mm-hmm. Everybody was coming for asylum. <sighs> So now there's 11,000, is what the Mexican government is saying, that are asking to be taken back to their original countries mm-hmm. that they came from, right. saying that, well, they didn't understand it was going to be so hard to get into America, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I, I just want to go back and get back to my life. <laughs> you know, found, all of a sudden they found out that, you know, we're not the big pushovers a lot of people thought. Yeah. That this country was some of that I keep telling about. You cannot have open borders in a welfare state. In a welfare state, Mm-mm. it is not possible. You we'll have we'll, no country we'll if you have broke. open borders. And I didn't why, say why that. Have that's countries if you're just not going to have any borders. Why? You're not I mean, a bo- I mean, ta- I know Tamara. You're, you're not a borderless person. You don't believe no, we should have no, no, no borders. No. I do not believe. Um, <clears throat> Let's move that. Move that mic. Okay. Okay. This is such a a, a wide scope issue um it may shock some people you know where i where i fall you know on the issue um i won't say i'm conflicted i'll just say i have different perspective on different issues with it um i think all of you guys know you know what i mean um it's only one way to say this and i know you all are not going to take it you know any kind of you know, deviant type of way. 
Um, but I think all of you guys know, well, you guys may not, Amy and Elizabeth, but I know Dave and Shelly. I think you guys know that what, 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 what my whole construct is about is trying to be more about the empowerment and the development of my people because we have such a, a disconnect. We have such a disparaging, we have such a, we have a huge economic social gap. So, you know, so everything, you know, well, not everything, but a lot of things that I, I, I approach, I approach with that mindset. Um, as far as immigration is concerned, um, I believe that whatever the laws construct, let's follow them, let's do that. Um, but I also believe in the long run, um, immigration ain't the best thing for black folks. That was proven after Katrina. I agree you with you. What you understand what I'm saying? Katrina? I agree with you. And a lot of liberals, and like I like I tell people, I tell Shelly all the time, don't put me in that bag because I do have some things that I go on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're still trying to get our footing. You know, you know, we're still. It don't matter. We were the original immigrants. Okay. The Irish, the Italian, the Germans, the Jews, everybody came after us, but we still below everybody. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, why would any of us be for a whole nother group and class of people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, coming mm-hmm. and making it that much more difficult, you know, for us to to make it. Now, I do say that. That's how I feel. And I'm going all the way on the other side. And having said that, as a country, being an American in this country, I often question most conservatives, why do you have such a big issue with immigrants, with Mexicans, with Latinos? And the reason why I say that is because they have been the underbelly after slavery. Okay? Those are the workers. Those are the people that we have put a blind eye to they in our restaurants they build our homes our roads they nannying they doing the lawns they you know what i'm saying they 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 doing everything and all of us including myself has been in a situation where we may have known that there is an illegal immigrant there working providing some type of service and not one of us that i know has reported it you understand what I'm saying? Well, you we, haven't been around me close enough. To you know you, that you may be an exception because you live that. Yeah, I do. But you know you would be an exception as opposed to the norm. No, most people wouldn't even. You understand think what I'm saying? The second thought. So I say that to say we have benefited from that. We know that our society. We, we know that the people that employed them, they did it for cheap labor. Next best thing to slavery. Let's just keep it real. You know, over all of these generations. So nobody said anything. Nobody did anything. You wake up 2019, 2018, you know, you have a you, you, Pandora's box is open. What you going to do now? Okay, I'm going to turn it over. You to understand this. what I'm Let's saying? Turn Go over ahead. To Amy. Amy, you got two minutes. Two minutes. Um. I think I think the problem we have is that we keep conflating. Um, we don't have a problem with legal immigration, right? Or, or we have we have a problem with illegal immigration. And I and I where I live, I mean, I live in Old Trough, population two hundred and sixty, 
and um i mean i personally don't know of anybody that that is illegal like for one thing the population uh, say it again hmm the population of where you're from say it one more time it's 260 people right. so i mean i mean i know there there are places where they do rely heavily on the cheap labor from uh from you know to pick the the lettuce and the tomatoes and the in the apples and the grapes and whatnot so i but i i know for a fact that in our local health departments they're not allowed to question your immigration status when mm-hmm. you walk into the health department and can't speak a lick of english you can't say anything about it. You know, it's school. by design. And 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 um, the the people I know, people that work at the health department, that they get to sit there day in and day out and see the same faces come in with okay. different names. I'm going to stop you just for a second. When we come back, I'm going to pick it up again. Coming right back to you because I want you to talk about your daughter. Uh, it was your daughter in an immunization. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back and talk about that here in just a moment on Dave Ellswick's show. Here is your news. Give you 60 seconds of what's happening in the world. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're into the last segment of the uh, Right View, or the last two segments. We will have one more break. Amy was talking about, you know, being up in oil trough and whatnot and talking about, you know, you don't know who is, uh, you know, legal or illegal, but they don't ask if this person is legal or that person is legal. If, if, if you go into a public school, they do not ask, if you're an American citizen, yep. you know, do you know, is it true or not? Even though they can't speak a lick of English, I don't care where they're from. Look, some some of the big areas that we get illegal immigration are, of course, from Central America. Also, there's every day in the United States there are planes that land at LAX that are bringing Chinese here to this country mm-hmm. for the women to have babies so that they have U.S. citizenship. Mm-hmm. All right, that, that happens every day in our country it's got to stop this kind of stuff's got to stop here's a good example of because you told me this story today and mm-hmm. i said it doesn't surprise me your daughter had a letter sent home from her school system saying she didn't have a particular immunization and if she didn't get it like 30 days later she wouldn't be able to come back in the, into the school is that right this is true i got this uh, where she goes to Southside high school in Southside of Batesville, and I got a letter from the school nurses, and I know they're just doing their job. It's not, they, sure. their, their hands are tied, but I, I'm just going to interject this. They have to follow their um, rules. Yeah. yeah, they have rules to follow with the health department and stuff. But anyway, um, my daughter is an American citizen. I'm an American citizen. I got a letter saying she was deficient on her. She had gotten her I love initial. That deficient. She was deficient <laughs> on. Deficient. She, she had gotten her initial meningococcal in, in, injection which is to protect you from uh, meningitis, mm-hmm. um, which is very contagious. Mm-hmm. So and don't, you know. But the problem I have is is that she uh, she's an American citizen. She has to provide proof that she's immunized. And if she, they said within 30 days of, of receipt of this letter, if we don't have confirmation that, that your daughter has been mm-hmm. sufficiently immunized and on, it's on file – that she'll be eligible to be removed from the roles at Southside High School. Okay. But but if somebody don't know where they came from, don't know them from Adam, they they come in to be enrolled in the school, 
you know, clarify if I'm wrong, but I don't believe that they're allowed to ask about their immigration status or nope. for them to provide proof that they've been vaccinated. Well, what do they do with all those folks who don't believe in vaccinations? Okay, I did ask my health department, the lady that gave the shots today, she said in order for the anti-vaxxer moms, in order for you to to um, to not be Keep vaccinated, you have to get a, like a waiver and they don't issue very many of those waivers. And a lot of the anti-vaxxer moms and dads will choose to homeschool their kids because they um so they, they can choose to be unvaccinated so they don't foul of that law right at the school but the problem i have with this and and i know we we harp on border security uh, as a reason for um to have immigration laws and stuff but there's a there's some um uh public health concerns Mm-hmm. I think I was listening to the radio this morning, and there is this Dr. Mark Seigel. He said that like one in three of those of the immigrants at the border right now have got tuberculosis. Yep, it's not one in three. It's yep. it's, it's it's there's more. Mm. It's it's that, more that, like one in in two hundred. But still, if you're talking fourteen thousand people, well, well, you're talking about yeah. that they're they they don't have vaccines in in these oh, countries, and so and even, the, the statistic gets a little bit. I mean, like one in three. If you're talking about percentage, when you have that many people coming up from a, a third world country, and you don't, they're not vaccinated for any any not, not even uh, TB. You know, we don't have a vaccine for TB here in the United States. They do in some other countries, but you do get screened if you're in a public health setting. If you are a nurse or a radiology tech or a doctor, you yeah, have to get tested. the PP, your PPD. Now, my dad was in Southeast Asia during Vietnam, so it doesn't matter if he takes a PPD or not. He's always going to test positive yeah, because he was I exposed to it. Over in Southeast Asia, yep. when he's in Thailand, so but um, we we're chickenpox is coming back. Do you know why that happened? Chickenpox, well, yeah. Why we we had a big outbreak of it last year. Remember up in Northwest Arkansas? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. People aren't getting their kids vaccinated. No, that's not why it happened. I'll tell you exactly why it happened. I'll tell you. My source told me this. Okay, I won't tell you who my source was. But it was from the Marshallese people yes. that are up in northwest Arkansas. They know for a fact that's where it came from. They tracked it to Yes, the, they don't vaccinate. Yeah, they don't vaccinate. Mm. Now, we're, what's the what? Marshallese people? Marshall, Marshall Islands. Oh, I'll, Marshall Islands. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We have a community of folks in northwest Arkansas. Dave, I don't remember all the past and how they got there, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. And they're from the Marshall Islands. Yeah, that's who he's talking so, about. So, so they they're not vaccinated. They don't so, believe in it. But that uh, that the thing though is is that um, it's a public and health. They, it's, a pelpi- it's a public because health the, the thing issue. about chickenpox, even though it's manifested as welts on your skin, it's a respiratory illness. Oh, it's, it's 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 very dangerous yeah. for adults. It's it's adults, adults, adult, adults get it. Oh yeah, it, it, it open. I'm we, waiting for my shingle shot. I got it in four months. Hopefully. So so while you know I, when I was telling you today, you know there were parents that would. Oh, I heard so and so's got the chicken pox. You know, let's get this the heck over with. That's what happened when I was a kid. So you would get yeah. chicken pox. Literally, you know, we didn't have the. My, yeah, mom yeah, took they would my get, sister and I over to my neighbors who had the chicken pox, and a week later so, we were both sick with the chicken pox, so, and I have you know, spots to prove it, and now I'm immune. Yeah. So. The only problem is, is once you've had the chicken pox, you have run the risk of getting shingles, yep. which is very painful. But we didn't know very that painful. Then. And so, and that is a you, if you have an outbreak of shingles, you know, it runs along the nerve. It's painful. I have you to. have to have oh. you have to have that covered you up. You shingles? really, I have them. 
It's oh. tough. I got my first diagnosis of shingles at 19. Oh. They couldn't believe I was so young. So the kids oh. who are vaccinated, oh. yeah. who have never had chickenpox, will never have to deal with the shingles. But if you have had chickenpox, the varicella virus lies dormant on your nerves. Yep. And if you become yep. immunocompromised, yep. it comes uh, back. It, comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not cover your whole body. You might... Um, you might, it's herpes zoster, meaning yeah, it's, it's it it, herpes zoster, meaning zoster is a belt. Mm-hmm. Your, your spinal column runs down the middle of your body. So if the people that get them on their side, it never pra- passes your midline yep. because your nerves connect into your spinal column. Yep. That's just a little aside. You, but anyway, you learned something today on the Dave Ellswick yes, show. But, well, but, 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 but you, it, like I said, if you get it as a child, oh, not a big deal. You're a little itchy. Life goes on. But if you get it as an adult, it could be a death sentence. We already know. I mean, there For are maps. I just looked up a couple of them on the Internet that basically take the areas where we know there's large numbers of anti-vax people. What mm-hmm. did you call them? Anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers. Uh, and that's where we're seeing these outbreaks across the country now and, and of the these diseases that we almost had eradicated in our country in some places Measles, mumps, the rubella, whooping cough, coming they're back. coming back. Yep. And this is why. And it's it's really sad to see a little kid have to go through that when it is a totally preventable issue. And there's two reasons why that gained acceptance in this country. One, a doctor in England and he's been published in Lancet. He's been totally, totally you know, blown out. And the other, because she has such a great rack, it was uh, McCarthy. You know, McCarthy, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Because she's one of the right, ones that gets them. Yeah, get, yeah. She was anti. Things. So they people, have some autistic people, children. Well, you, did, this, no is, this is what I. Is this. They yeah. wanted to believe a woman with a great rack mm. before they believed doctors. Well, you know, I'll be honest there. I was very on the fence on all these vaccinations with my Joe when she was born. And I mean, I did check in. Well, this the, is the thing about the vaccines, the though. There is all. a schedule that's recommended by the Academy of Pediatrics. And, and I think part of the problem is that they have, we have these rules. You have this schedule. If you don't have it done, you can't go to school. I think as far as health care choices, as long as you're getting the vaccines, I think you should be able to spread them out. Because let me tell you, I've, as, a, as, a, as a nurse giving, I was giving like four and five, you know, one in, e, one in each thigh, one in each deltoid muscle. And with the little babies, their little tiny muscles, the biggest muscles, the quadricep, you can't give them delt, in the deltoid because they're just so t- small. So, I mean, it's it's just really sad that um, that. We had these preventable diseases if we could just vaccinate them, but we got that one doctor who who got everybody believing that autism I, is caused by I'll vaccines. I'll tell you what I'll do. Propaganda. I'm going to tell you. I'm, here's what I'm, yeah, it was debunked, totally debunked. You all have heard Dr. Yamauchi on my show before, correct? He's yep. head of infectious diseases uh. over at uh, Arkansas Children's Hospital and, mm-hmm. UA, and was at UAMS as well. I'll have him come in Talk for about two vaccine. hours, yeah, and you guys can mm-hmm. pepper him. What questions? He's one of the smartest awesome. guys I know about this work with CDC he knows and all it. of them. Right. He knows it. Yeah, it's like does. I said, it's, it, it, it. It, outside of the national security risk, there's a public health risk Absolutely. from having people that are unvaccinated. Because there's, there's diseases, there's things that... that I haven't even heard of before that's only or only in in the countries where there's wow. not that. See, Zika. this is... Zika virus. This is what this reminds me of. When I was young, I was taught that my rights stop where your nose begins. 
but your rights and my rights have to coexist. Mm-hmm. So if you want to walk around and be unvaccinated, now you're getting beyond my nose into my rights because now you're exposing me and I don't need to be exposed. So there's got to be some... There's other implications, too. Well, there's have... got to be some agreement that as a, as a whole in our country that we believe in public health, for example. Instead of, I consider this to be a flavor of the individual. I'm an individual. I can do whatever I like movement. But right? you live within yeah. the herd. But you live right. in the herd, and it's not appropriate. That's what used to protect us. Was herd, was the herd, anything you like, because it affects the herd. What's right? extremely interesting about, because I'm just sitting here listening too, what's extremely interesting about this situation that we're talking about, where we have the issue of public health, where we are emphasizing that people get vaccination vaccinations for the for the good of the all, and then you have the other side where you have a whole other community that says vaccinations cause autism. So let's have the you discussions know, and the facts and see you know, what it is. So where do you where where where, where do you come down? Where? Now mine, I'm going to bring in. I'm going to bring Yamauchi in, and we'll find and out. He'll explain it a, to you. I don't like vaccines. I don't. And the right. ones Majo got were only the ones that were, were required, required by, by law. Right. All the other ones, no. The ones right. that they normally just give, and the parents right. say, no, no. If it's not required by law, but another thing, it was a, it was a yeah. tough. Decision. Did y'all hear about the? Did y'all hear about the outbreak of Hep A over at Jonesboro? You bitch. Yep. They had a healthcare worker that had had a documented case of hepatitis A, and they were handling and, and, and hepatitis. At what is, fast food joint? It was on campus. It yeah. was one of the. Oh, it was, well, it was, one, was one of the. It was one of the food, food service workers. Oh, yep. My at, um, at my, mo- my mother in law. She's like, I think TJ might be calling you because he's pretty freaked out. She messaged him and said, Did you hear about the Hep A scare at, jo- at ASU Jonesboro? And I'm like. Um, yeah, one of the food service workers came down with hepatitis A, and that's foodborne illness. And he was mm. not washing his hands. It's very that's obvious. That's E. coli, mm. you know, pass it's, by, uh, not washing your hands You don't want you your to liver to be involved. No. I mean, you, nope. you know, another thing, and I don't keep going on about um yeah, one more can't, point, and I got to go to cancer a break. patients can't be exposed to a common cold, let alone some of these diseases, because they have. Once you start chemotherapy, you don't have an immune system. Yeah, they're carpet so, bombing it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the chemotherapy kills not only the cancer cells, but it also c- kills your 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 white blood cells, your your red blood cells, your your platelets. Leukocytes. So leukocytes, mm-hmm. yes. So if you if because they ask you. Um, you're getting this live vaccine, varicella, which is for chickenpox, and MMR is a live vaccine. They ask you, are you around any immunocompromised people? Mm-hmm. And you, you have a cancer patient mm-hmm. living in your household. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very. So you say, oh, chickenpox, who cares? No, it, it's it's yeah. a big deal when yeah. you're living around cancer patients. Well, this is a big deal when you have shingles and you see signs walking indoors. If you, if you have an outbreak. Don't come in, right? Well, in, in your line of work, you're you you're yeah. with work with the public, yeah. and you yeah, can't. Yeah. You, they, yeah. you, it's hard to work around the public if you've got an outbreak of something too often. Right. Yeah, in January, the next time the Tim is going to be back, or in December, we're going to do it in December. Okay. I'll get Doctor Yamauchi in here with you. Two hours of questions for you to pepper him, and Yay. I'll put you make you feel comfortable about vaccinations. Okay, I'll break here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, it's going to be un- unbelievable to you all, but we've got five minutes left. Oh, it can just go so dang fast. Yeah, five Did minutes it. remaining. Coming up in the next hour, J.R. Davis. He was with me in the first hour. Got some interesting things that we, we talked about as far as those things go. By the way, I know some people complained to me today. 
that uh, I gave him a free ride. I didn't give Jr. a free ride. I asked the questions that I thought were pertinent <laughs> to talk about. I I will choose my own questions. There you go. I don't feel like I, it's a necessity. You it know, me. The Dave it's some group. You mean it's not the Dave Ellswick show? Huh? Yeah, it is, it's my show. What can I tell you? And I'm sorry that I disappointed you. I've been known to but you know what? You have the right to places. flip the channel if you don't like what well, you're no, seeing. I don't. It's, I'm not. You know, the bottom line was the truth was being. You know, we were talking about. Well, that, you were saying but that they wanted us. What were y'all discussing? I yeah, didn't. We were even, talking the budget. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Let's face it. Starting on January 14th. And by the way, you can be excited about this. You'll be part since you're be part of the show now once uh, oh. a, a week in the month because you can't do it all the time because she travels, but she'll be with us. Uh, you'll be with us over at the state capitol during the session. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah we'll be doing two to six yeah. on those days, yeah, right? Yeah, because J.R. Davis will be tied up with his but duties. As, be, he said today it's a short walk from the governor's office. He'll come over and join us. Okay, oh. good. Yeah, come on in. What I'm saying is he's going to be real busy doing his spokesperson thing during session, oh, which sure. is a bit. So it gives us the opportunity to be on for... We'll get everybody on. I mean, I don't. It's just not long enough. I don't just let the people who <laughs> sing my song come on my know. show. I bring and that's other. That's what pe- I appreciate. I bring other Jay. people on. Uh, we may not disagree, uh, and and people say, "Why don't you yell at?" I don't have to yell at them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if you're yelling, you can't respectful. hear both sides of the story. I'm going to be respectful because number one, if story. you're a state rep or you're a state senator or they're the governor or whoever they are, they're elected officials. They deserve my respect. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them that all right i mean if i had look as much as and tamlin knows this i did not like obama okay i didn't like his policies at all but if i had sat down and talked to that man i he you would have only heard mr president come out of my mouth with him yeah Yeah, i'll pray for me on that yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, that's what it would be, Mr. You might not respect him as a person, but you respect, respect the office. office. Exactly. Off the office. That's why I, ser- I served in the, look, I served in the military <laughs> under Jimmy Carter. <sighs> Loser. Bless your, mm. <laughs> Loser. Yeah. And then Ronald Reagan. Winner. Oh, winning. Yeah, winner for me. All right. As Good far, times you, to, you know, but the bottom line, I'm just telling you, uh, I refer to them both. Mr. President. Because I've met, I have met Carter, and I give him the utmost respect. Because I'm going to tell you, any man who fills that position has the pressure of the world on, on his them shoulders for four years, sometimes eight. And you can watch them age oh, you can. right in front of yeah. you. Absolutely. It's amazing to watch them age. Have you ever noticed age. that yeah. a picture of them when they're inaugurated the first time? Oh, and the definitely. picture of them at the very four, end, yeah. it, their hair is gray. When I saw Obama oh, on TV amazing. last oh. week or the week before, he, is, he, he looks really, really old to me now. Who's that? Yeah, you know that man's still a fan. But he quit dyeing his hair, I think. Think. Well, probably. You think? Are you talking about Bill Clinton? <laughs> no, Obama. When oh, he was yeah, on TV Obama, last week, yeah, I was like, he looks really, really old. Yeah. That's really what stress old. will do to you. But I think he quit yeah, dying his head up, too. I'm just going to tell you something about this, all right? Because I hear when they're candidates that people say, well, when I'm president, we're going to do this, you know? That guy has never sat down with the CIA and the NAS and have a briefing of our enemies mm-hmm. and what they're trying to do mm-hmm. to this country at they any call time. That something like when they first Nas- a national uh, briefing. That's yeah. what it is. So they yeah. they get that and they get it every day. It's a daily mm-hmm. brief. And mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, most of us 
wouldn't would have need, a clue. Would need depends constantly <laughs> because we would be soiling our pants. If we if knew you half knew. the stuff that was going on. And you would if live you as knew. Mr. or Mrs. Paranoid if you knew mm-hmm. what was going on in the background. Shoot, when you were oh, talking yeah. about whatever y'all were talking about, laser pointer lights. and no, those, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I was like, what is that? I don't remember yeah. seeing during that. The, during the Christmas tree lighting ceremony last night. Yesterday. 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 There was morning. There, some laser no, pointers showed up on the president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can, ushered you, him off the stage briefly because you don't know if those just telling me well you don't know if those are laser pointers or laser sights from a rifle they brought him back out well that's there's all kinds of speculation but i was actually watching it so i saw you saw it you can see and now there's pictures of it there was a red dot you could see it on his chin there was another one you could see it on his chest just like when somebody points a laser pointer at you but we don't know what it was okay don't murder him just to make it clear, he was completely but, but surrounded thing, by bulletproof glass. Oh, yeah. Tamala, so, if, if something happens to Trump, Pence is coming up right behind him. I love right. Mike and Pence. Need, and need to, uh, <laughs> Mike Pence is my personal <laughs> oh, friend. Jesus. He and I work together in Indiana. So don't, don't, don't wish no, for things. No, 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 no. I know. I, I'm just kidding right, with Pence, you. Yeah, I don't want anything. I don't want that to happen. We're, we're just joshing. I, 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 I don't want that no, to happen. No, I didn't even. I, you know, I may disagree <laughs> no. with somebody. I, no. I don't. But I would never wish ill. I never wish ill. I never wish ill. We don't do that. Ladies, we're out of time. Amy, thank you. Shelly with a Y, thank you. Tamala with a Y. Yeah, Tamala with a Y, Amy with a Y, and uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth with a Z. No Y. See, Elizabeth with a Z, not an S. Like we're, out, we're out of time. There you go. See, I'll see you tomorrow at 2 with live programming. JR's interview coming up right after this. Thanks. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 